Hi, welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. I truly am very thankful to have you on today and Happy New Year to you all. I wanted to spend some time today discussing a very important and a truly uh, amazing topic that is close to my heart, which is five things mentally strong people do and how you can intentionally create this entire year, 2021, since we're just beginning a brand new year. And I truly believe that, you know, even with a change of a date, we cannot normally change if we don't, you know, our circumstances, if we don't change from within, and if we don't change our beliefs and the patterns that we have created in our lives. So I wanted to spend some time on this episode and discuss how you can intentionally create your 2021 so you can absolutely live a life or a year and at least start to switch a few things around so that you can live a more conscious and an intentionally created life and a year that you can so um, be resilient about. And since this podcast is all about transformation, resilience, and bouncing back, I would love to give you some tips and strategies. So st- stay along almost till the end of this episode, because there are tons of tips and things that I wanted to discuss with you today. I will obviously, because of our solo episode and a promise to you, will make things very quick, but full of information, jam-packed with um, a lot of nuggets so you can apply, start applying some of these things in your life today. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed producing it. So thank you for being here. And I truly appreciate your ongoing support and love through this journey. It's almost been two weeks now, and I 
couldn't be more excited um, to get all the love and the support and just the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of you. So thank you so much again for being here. If you can, please um, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us um, because it really, really, really helps with the show and, you know, how the trajectory of the show is panning out. Um, so we'll start by the first thing that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, in terms of what are some of the five things that mentally strong people do. One of the things that um, very mentally strong people do, and I, some of these things um, I've come up with based on some of my research that I've done uh, in, in for this episode and just in terms of my own life and some of the lessons that my patients have taught and the lessons that my healing journey has led towards. Normally, I would spend this episode discussing, you know, the goals and the vision that you have for yourself. But I really wanted to leave you with something actionable and something that you can do in terms of strategy in your day to day. So um, I want to spend this time talking about some of the five things that you can do in order to become mentally strong this year and live a life and a year without regrets. So hopefully some of these things, you know, um, start jogging some uh, some of your creativity and you can start becoming intentional about your um, ways of doing things instead of, you know, having life just happen to you or living life in autopilot or just surviving. And I want you to thrive. I want you to be your best self and hopefully some of these things help. So the first thing is live your life your way. It is better to live your own destiny imperfectly and to live than to live an imitation of somebody else else's life and with perfection a lot of times perfections and this quote was from Bhagavad Gita 3 by 3 5 and I really am very, very, very big on this because, and this is something that I'm working on myself this year in terms of perfectionism. A lot of times we don't live our lives, the best lives that we possibly could or live to our best potential because we wait for things to be perfect. But it's important that we start somewhere, even if it's imperfect and become, you know, our best version of that perfection, because perfection is an illusion in my mind, it doesn't really exist, and stops us from doing a lot of things we could be doing or living our best potential. Focus on your goals. What are some of your values? What do you stand for? What are your dreams? You know, in 10 years, if you were to look back at your life, what do you want to be able to say about your life? What are some of the things you want to accomplish in your life? Dream big. Because, you know, when you get to the end of your life, you miss out on so many dreams that you could have or could have had. Instead, you can, you know, start creating them now. Identify three beliefs you need to embody in your in order to accomplish these goals and these dreams that you might have and then create the life you want and you know instead of living someone else's truth what are some of the things that you absolutely feel passionate about you you know wakes you up and sets you up sets you on fire what are some of the things that you would like to wake up to and wake up about you know so sometimes we when we feel stuck or overwhelmed we don't know where to go. But if we start reflecting on some of these things and start thinking about some of the things that are important to us, what are our dreams? You know, when we're young, 
And when we are children, that's what we teach children, to dream big. And somewhere along our life and somewhere along the way, we sort of lose that for ourselves. And I would like to challenge you to sort of, you know, think about yourself and think about, so which leads me to the next topic then, which is dreaming big. And one of the things that, you know, I feel very strongly about, one of the things that mentally strong people do is they dream big, they dream without inhibition. And, you know, don't attach yourself, they they expect big things out of themselves. And also along the way, as you're planning out your year and your life, one of the things that I would like you to know is that, you know, expect failures along the way, don't attach yourself too much to the outcome, you know, know that 50% of your goals should have 50% rate of failures. You know, com- big companies like Google, they have 40% failure rates when they start their, you know, goals or when they start new projects. And one of the things that they expect is that along the way, they're going to fail. And that's okay. Failure teaches us. Failures are meant to teach us lessons. They make us stronger. And it teaches us resilience. It teaches us to get back up again. It teaches us to bounce back. Um, so if you're setting goals and if some of them are not going to come to fruition, that's okay. Take them as a learning and as a lesson instead of allowing yourself to not dream big. I mean, imagine all these people such as, you know, Einstein or Elon Musk or, you know, all these Disney or Henry Ford, all these amazing, amazing innovators and uh, amazing people think big and dream big things. Um, You know, when I was talking about Google, one of the things that they do is that they expect 40% failure rates, but then the 60 to 80% that they do end up coming to fruition can lead to things like Gmail, Google Photos, YouTube. So, in, in your own life, what are some of the things that you want to have in terms of your goals and in terms of your dreams that you don't end up regretting at the end of your life, but, you know, know that, you know, you have a choice now, you can absolutely be in um, the driver's seat of creating your own life instead of living life to you know, everybody else's um, expectation of you. So a goal is not always meant to be reached, but it's simply something that you can aim for. It's It helps you take actions towards it every day. It, you have to have consistency with it and your ability to keep going um, no matter what. So when you set your goals in the beginning of the year, make sure that they are goals that you know, the, most of the time they say that when in the beginning of the year, this is why I'm so against resolutions, because only 8% of the people who set resolutions achieve them. But you want to be in a place where you're mentally strong, where you dream big, where you, you know, um, set goals and vision for yourself, where you transform your identity in a way where you can achieve these goals. And, you know, if some of them don't come true, then you learn something from it and you bounce back and you take them as a lesson so that you can set new bigger goals and achieve those bigger goals and live your fullest potential 
each year moving forward as opposed to, you know, setting goals and then forgetting about it for the rest of the year and then living in a sense of feeling stuck and feeling as if you are not getting where you need to go. So the third thing that mentally strong people do is they face their fears. In the beginning of this year, I actually listened to a really cool podcast. Um, I'm very big on setting goals and vision for my own life. And I took this program by some of my friends called John and Missy. And the program is called Life Book. Uh, and it's an amazing program that actually sets you on a path to transformation that looks at all these categories on of your life. So when I turned 40 last year, I promised myself the most amazing decade of my life. And I took that program and I was very diligent. So I'm still reworking some parts of that program for myself this year. And I've achieved some goals. But one of the biggest things that I learned um, from that transformative process for myself was um, on Jay Shetty there was a he's one of the people that I really like and follow his work and he had Louise House on um, his show and one of the things that Louise House taught me last year was to face your fears and you know mentally strong people are not fearless but they allow themselves to face their fears each day and each year do not they do not catastrophize their fears as in you know reach the worst case situation um, when they're in the when they're faced with a problem but they become you know they're able to be laser focused about it they break it down and face it head-on um, so that and each day baby steps it's not that you know and one of the things he talked about was that for himself that you know each year he he taught he somehow taught himself a new language or um, you know, did things that were completely within the zone of something that he thought that was um, fearful to him. And I, I looked at some of the, that for my own life last year, and I started this podcast as a result of that. I was so fearful of putting myself out there and thought I was an that I was going through my own imposter syndrome after some of my postpartum depression journey and, you know, the new motherhoodness. And I'd lost myself as a part of some of that. And, you know, I, I wanted to face my fears and it, it made me stronger as a result of that. And I'm really proud to say that within seven weeks of launching this, this podcast, um, you know, I, I've had some amazing results, which I will share with you the next time when I get to that milestone. But I'm just so happy I did it. And I decided to face those fears that that uncomfortableness that I was feeling as a result of, you know, um, some of the things that were going on in my head that kept me away from the impact that I could be making and the people I could be reaching and things that I could be doing. So I would really encourage you to face your some of your fears, look into them. I know it's really scary and difficult, but um, that's how you're going to get mentally stronger and you're going to teach your future generations to do the same. You know, there's a difference between living and feel, there's a, you know, you, you can live a life, but then when you live a life feel, com feeling completely alive, you know, you live it to the fullest and you don't regret that kind of life. So I really encourage you before you're brushed with any, you know, before you get to the end of your life or before you get you're brushed with something um, that is detrimental, I would like you to start thinking about living your life fullest and meeting your best potential. 
identifying, you know, precisely what you're worried about and what, why, and problem solve instead of, you know, when you're faced with your fears, just sit there and worry about those things which consume you. So I really encourage you to, um, you know, because a lot of times what we do is we put ourselves in stress trying that stress twice once by worrying about it so much and stressing ourselves out about something that possibly could happen and then actually if it does happen then you know it did happen but uh it's good to know that you know that certain things could pan out so we are not blindsided by certain decisions that we're trying to make in our lives or certain things that can come up but stressing ourselves by being fearful and just getting caught up in that fear can really be detrimental and hold us back. So I would really, really like you to encourage you to, you know, sort of face or do one thing, a small thing that you think that you are always fearful of, but then, you know, tread your waters and see where you could be at. And hopefully you never know, you can accomplish so many big things um, along the way as a result of doing that. Then the fourth thing that mentally strong people do is that they're emotionally intelligent. They focus on their emotions instead of resisting them, instead of avoiding them, instead of numbing them, instead of minimizing them, instead of trivializing them. So emotions are just your alert system, your body trying to tell you something is up. Allow yourself to feel those things. Let those feelings surface. Allow yourself to have bad days. Allow yourself to have bad moments, you know, emotionally intelligent people, it's not that they don't get, they don't have emotions or they don't get sad or they don't feel their feelings. In emotional intelligence is about acknowledging, knowing what emotions you're feeling, where you're carrying it in your body, where you're holding on to it, what is happening, what shape, color, size, form, and what sensations are you feeling as a result of those emotions and where, and allowing yourself to feel it. No feeling lasts forever. So, no emotion will last forever, even if it's a painful, uncomfortable, deep, dark emotion. So knowing what you're feeling and being able to manage it and get through it eventually and knowing how to communicate about it is called emotional intelligence. So just acknowledge what you're feeling, how you're feeling, allow yourself to be vulnerable instead of resisting it and ignoring them. And you know, um, make sure that when you're making your decisions, they're not based on your feelings, but, and so you don't regret those decisions later, but you're making decisions logically, even when you're feeling under pressure and you're struggling emotionally. So when you're mentally strong, you allow yourself to feel the feelings, know that you're going through certain things in life, but also continue to sustain and, you know, get through things or take the break that you needed and know what you need, what your body is trying to tell you, what your mind and brain are trying to tell you. One of the other things that emotionally or mentally strong people do is that they replace self-pity with gratitude. And I'm very big on self-pity and I've been to been to a place in my life where I found fell victim to my situation and you know asked myself a few times as in why me why this why do good things happen to bad people 
And one of the quotes that I that you know really comes to mind from Helen Keller um, that I learned as a part of my healing process, and just over time, never getting an answer to why, and then I ask myself other questions, as in, what am I learning from this? What is my suffering trying to teach me? But the quote goes something like this: It says, "Self pity is our worst enemy, and if we yield to it, we can never do anything." wise in this world. So, you know, wisdom and growth and each year as we get wiser, because I don't like the term old, um, I really think that age is just a number and we feel as young as, as we want to feel. And, you know, if we feel that, then we increase our longevity. So we take care of ourselves better and we are wiser about the decisions that we make and the choices that we make in life. So, um, when we feel that pity, ask yourself questions as in, what is your suffering trying to teach you? What is the gift? When you're in the thick of it, you won't see it. But one of the things that mentally strong people also know is that nothing lasts forever. It Things are only temporary and change is the only constant we have. Um, you know, so... I, I recently read uh, a book which was, uh, or it was brought to my attention and um, in the process of reading it, but the book was called, a uh, book is called, you know, The Regrets of the Dying. It was written by Bronnie Ware, B-R-O-N-N-I-E-W-A-R-E. And she was a, she's a palliative um, care nurse. So she worked in the hospice and, you know, a lot of her patients were in the process of dying. And before she, um, so she wrote this book about five regrets that people have before they die. And um, because of copyrighted issues and stuff, I'm only going to waste one of the regrets. You can go online, buy her book. It's called Regrets of the Dying and or read her blog. There is all this information on there. I'll, I'll list in my show notes. But one of the things that she said, most people, you know, it's like a lot of people that she worked with, whether they were CEOs, athletes, or, you know, regular people who were having their amazing families and their jobs and all the things that they were doing and living their lives as you and I are. And she noticed that no matter what walk of life people came from, there there were five things that when she spoke with them and questioned about any regrets that they had and they would do differently in their lives, there were common themes that she would see um, that surfaced over and over. So she made a list of five things. And one of the things was we, we talked and touched a lot about um, some of the things that I already spoke about earlier in this episode. But one of the things that stuck with me was uh, that she mentioned was, I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. There was the most common regret of all when people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it. It is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even a half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to the choices that they made or not made. It is very important to try and honor at least one of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. So I really, 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 really encourage you to intentionally create the life that you want um, at least in the step of the direction, if you are in the thick of your um, dealing with your trauma or healing from your trauma, it's okay. Know that someday it will get better. It 
always does. Um, you just have to continue to take actions towards healing every day. Surround yourself with people that aid your healing. Surra disconnect from people that are bad for you and your purpose or your vision of life. I know um, I say that, but I don't say that lightly. And I know that it's not easy. I've been through it. I'm not just saying it just to say it. But now looking back, when I do apply some of these things to my life, life just seems so much more content than it used to be. And truly grateful, even in the midst and thick of some of these things that the last year has brought. Um, you know, it could be a lot worse. And I, I know that there are some people who are, you know, even in this COVID situation that they've been through some of the deepest, darkest things, even while they've acquired COVID, they've lost family members to COVID and they've lost some parts of their bodies to COVID. But yet there are some people that tend to be very, very resilient and have this post-traumatic growth that I'm hoping that if you're listening to this episode, you are one of them, or at least trying your best to see that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel because there will be, I promise you. If you are getting the support that you need or seeking the help that you professionally can get and um, could have access to reaching out to people, listening to podcasts like this, reading books and all this plethora of knowledge that is out there that can inspire you to do better, be better, take more actions towards a more fulfilling life. So if you live a conscious life and are intentionally creating and taking actions towards it, you absolutely will find yourself living a very fulfilling and a purposeful life. And I wish that for all of you. And I send you that love and light so that you can live the best life um, by intentionally creating it. And if there is anything I can do to help, I would love to along the way. I love getting your feedback. So please send me your WhatsApps or you know, your emails at gpatel at gpatelcounseling.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at gpatelcounseling. If you're listening to this episode, I try to do my best to do educational. You can also be on my email list where I send all these, you know, tips and uh, strategies each week that can help and aid your mental wellness and, you know, help you become the best version of yourself. This year, I plan to also launch a course and a membership and all these amazing things that I want to do to help people out there who are really, really, really looking for change and looking for transformation. So thank you so much for trusting me with your journey. And I really appreciate you being a part of mine. So um, until next time, live intentionally, live consciously, um, choose to create your life do not just live the life on autopilot and thank you again for being here until next time take care <laughs>